What's up, y'all? What's up? We back. Good news podcast. We're back again. We're gonna get right to it. I mean, Brandon's not with us today, but got Papa Duty. Yeah, yeah, he got Papa Duty. He got all three kids by himself. Um, so you know, just send prayers to him. I think they're well, well hey, it's like five, <laughs> four, five, four, and one. Yeah, he got his hands full. Whew. So <laughs> that's where the patience of the Lord come in. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Such, um, you know, we got a special guest today, another guest. Um, we're continuing our God stories. Uh, today we have Mike on. I refer to him as Big Mike. Big Mike. What's up, Mike? What's going on, man? <laughs> Good to hear you, man. I, I met, for listeners, I had met Mike at a, a church we was at in Oakland. And if you go back to one of our previous episodes, you know that we were just talking about worship. And one of the things that stood out to me was just the, just the, the pure, like, you could just tell when someone wasn't faking it with worship. And Mike was one of these dudes who would just be in the back of the church pacing, worshiping the mm-hmm. Lord by, you know, by himself. Everybody in the pews, Mike's in the back, you know, walking, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I, I just like really stood out and appreciated his uh, openness and his just like his, uh, what was it? It just, it was really genuine in his rawness of, of how he like approached the throne and it's just how it should be. Everybody has their, ways and it just was it was very encouraging for me as someone especially as a new believer at the time but still trying to figure out my lane and and feeling self-conscious of worship and things like that it really helped me open up in front of a bunch of people to just be myself and be raw man so you know mm. i just wanted to you know definitely let y'all know about that that how and mike might not even know that like that's what encouraged me mike you know what i mean so that was you were a big part of my uh, worship experience and, and growth back then you know what i mean so Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I had no idea. Right <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do just a little, you know, testimony. Mike has some things to share. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to go from there and see what the Lord does. Uh, Sushi, you got anything before we go? No, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Big Mike. I appreciate being able to um, come on here and encourage others, you know, just like yeah. he encouraged you straight up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. So, Mike, without further ado, what's what's going on, man? What's 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 uh what's the word, man? Okay, so uh, two thousand. What year was that when you came to uh, um, that church in Oakland? Uh, I I think it was seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Twenty seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Okay, so I started going there in two thousand thirteen. Um, I had only been, I had only had about two years of sobriety by the time you got there. And I had about 25 of abuse. And, uh, yeah, so I was, I was just two years clean when wow. you walked in. Yeah. So 2000, yeah, I had, uh, boy. Yeah, I was not. Uh, I used to smell like alcohol in the back of that church. Oh wow! Hey, um, they said, "Talk yeah. about come as you are." Huh? <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come as. You. So yeah, I was. Uh, I had started to to get it together. Mm-hmm. He started. The Lord started, you know, putting me back together uh, again. So I started going there in 2013 because. Uh, a friend of ours, Jeff Pelega, 
putting his name out there. Y'all, y'all be hearing about his name pretty soon. Uh, he... he put his whole government. Out there, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. We we transferred into the um, same warehouse. We both worked for the same company. We ended up transferring into the warehouse on the same day. Hmm. I hadn't. Um, I was drunk at the job, and. Um, you know, we just got to chopping up. It was just me and him. Like in a room, we were taking some little, little, uh, filling out some paperwork before we, you know, got started. We ended up chopping it up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked me to, I don't know why he asked me to attend church. And I was like, man, I don't even do that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know what, what would possess him to ask <laughs> me the way, the way I was back then. Like, why would you even ask me like that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause they were nothing about me i would say yeah this guy might go you know what i'm saying and then i was like nah i don't even um i don't even do that man um but eventually i ended up going um i did a uh a stint in rehab while we were at the job and i think i went uh, after rehab i think i went because i and he asked me again maybe a couple of times or something like that and then Maybe the third time they asked or something, I was like, all right, I'll go. And as soon as I said I'll go, I was like, man, like, why did I say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did I tell this dude I would go to church? Like, but I was like, you know what? I, I try to be a man of my word. So I said I would go. Let me uh, back up just a bit because I, uh, I'll just say that I had a believing grandma. So mm. I think that's, that, that's why, you know. I'm, I'm here. I'm saved. I had a believing grandma who always had a Bible in her hand and was always reading. was always talking about Jesus. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know who this person is, but apparently he's Superman. He can do anything. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I had, that's how it got ended. Um, okay. But then, you know, I grew up in, in, in SoCal, single mom, two brothers, and, you know, I just got involved in, you know, I was mad. I was mad. Like, I was one of the mad kids. Broken home, and that really... I'm, I'm, I'm a very sensitive man. And that, once, you know, my parents got divorced and my dad wasn't in the house, man, it, like, I was going one way, and then once that happened and he wasn't in the house, I went another way. Uh, mm. I was not the same. I was not the same. And his behavior started changing, started getting into a lot of trouble. I, I was mad. Mm. And, you know, I just got older, and a lot of my friends turned to gangbanging, and I was hanging out with them, and it just got, I just got worse and worse. And once I started drinking, mm-hmm. like something just went off. You know what I mean? It's like when you try something for the first time and mm-hmm. you just know, like, this is for you. Like, you, I, I knew me and my best friend to this day. We, uh, we went and grabbed some 40s from the store, knocked those back. And a couple old English. I was like a natural addict. You know what I'm saying? Old gold. You know what I'm saying? Good old gold boy. Um, <laughs> back, and I knew, you know, he he got sick and literally threw up on me all over the place, man. And you know, when I came to, I felt like a million bucks, no hangover, mm. no nothing. I mm. mean, wow. and I woke. It's funny. This I was like fourteen or fifteen, and I woke up and I knew I was never gonna stop. I knew it. I wow. knew it. it. I took to that like a moth to a flame, and. Wow. um as I just, you know, got older and, and it started getting into drugs, it just got worse and worse. And by the time I was 28 years old, I, I needed a heart transplant. Oh, man. Oh, just from just hard living. <laughs> just yeah. really alcohol, 
drugs, high blood pressure. So by 28, I was hospitalized thinking I was having like an asthma attack, mm-hmm. you know? And then, so they were running a bunch of tests on me and they had some oxygen in, in my nose and they were like, and one of the doctors came in there and they ran some tests and he was like, man, take that oxygen on his nose. Like, this is not an asthma attack. He said, how old are you? I said, 28. He said, he could, I mean, you should have seen the look on his face. He said, 28. I said, yeah. He said, how? I said, were you, did you ever use like drugs? Did you use drugs? Did you drink? I said, yeah, both. Well, a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, you, he said, you need a heart transplant. He said, you have like level oh, four congestive man. heart failure. Whoa. Wow. And he just couldn't, he couldn't believe it. Because when I told him I was 28, you know what I'm saying? He said, he said, you have like the heart of like a 60, 65 year old man. Oh. Um, so I was hospitalized. So they took me upstairs, put me in a, in a room. And then they had like some interns coming there and, and then looking at me. And I could tell what the conversation was like outside. You know what I'm saying? They were like, man, you got to go in this room. And look at this 28 year old. Yeah. Who's at the heart of a 60 year old man from just drug and alcohol abuse, high blood pressure. I mean, they couldn't believe it. So, dang, they looking at you like a case study. But yeah, no, exactly. They had like interns walking in there, and like, like they couldn't believe it. Like, how do you get that at this age? You know what I'm saying? Um, wow. And so I, I was in the hospital for uh, a few days, and once they let me out, they um, okay. So hold up. So once he told me that, and then boy, the, the devil is quick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And once um, I heard that. You know, that heart failure and all that stuff. And then the devil's quick, like I said. He, he's banned. And then uh, the first he came to me, he was like, well, it's too late now. It's too late to go to God. Because at first I was like, man, I can't go to God. That was the thought. And the devil was like, no, you can't. It's too late. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. I, felt like, I felt like I had done it. I know I did it to myself. You know, I'm like, I can't go to him now because I lived my life like hell. And now I'm paying for it. So I'm not going to go run to him now. I did this to myself. So I'm just not. And um, they let me out the hospital. And they, they sent me to a specialist, put me in a, in a room, uh, put me in one of these machines and they send you under something. And they do all these tests. This is about a week later. Okay. And do all the tests. And, and, and I come out and I go home. And the doctor calls me. And he says, hey. I'm like, what's going on? He said, um, I don't know what they what they told you you had or what happened, but he said, there's nothing wrong with you. Wow. I said, I said what? what? <laughs> he said, nah, there, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with, with your heart. Whoa. I said, huh? I mean, I, imme- I immediately knew it was God. I knew it was God. Gotta be. Yeah. And when he, Definitely. they showed me the picture of what like a healthy heart looks like and what mine looked like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now I go to to a specialist and he's like, "There's there's nothing wrong with you, man. I don't I don't I don't know what they saw, but there's nothing wrong with you." And wow. So, Whoa. how much how much time transpired between these two um, diagnoses? A week. Wow. That's crazy, bro. Wow. And they and they yeah. you were in the hospital and they showed you 
that everybody was convinced they had people come in, <laughs> case studies. You about to go into yeah. some kind of journal, some medical journal. I know, you know what you, about to, you about to make some Dr. Rich. And then he was like, well, well hold up. That's, that's wild. So you went to somebody yeah. else a week later. So anything yeah. happened in that week time at all? Like, oh, uh, no, no. I actually um, left the hospital. Um, I think I probably got a couple of tall cans, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And you said you got a couple of what? Tall cans, if, I'm, oh, okay, if I remember okay. you correctly. Got some, you got some deuce deuces for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, you know what? I, yeah, for those that don't know, you know what I'm saying? Um, Actually, so, you might have to I, I, even more. I might, I might have to. People are like, hold up, hold up. What does that mean? <laughs> break it down, break it down. So, um, I went to I went to go get a couple of beers. You know what I'm saying? So I just put it to you like that. Um, and I was like, I told myself, okay, now since you know you need a heart transplant, you know you gotta take it easy. So I guess I'll just get two tall cans. You know what I'm saying? Um, and God is good, man. Man, well, yeah. There's there, there's no way to put how good he is into words. We don't have that in our language. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when I speak in tongues, it, it's it's conveying how good he is. But there is no English. There's no word that humans have that that can describe him. Mm. Um. So yeah. Mm. So a week later, um, they were like, "There's nothing wrong with you." And then I was like, "What?" And then I went right back to 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 drinking and, and living it up, you know what I mean. But by this time, I wasn't I wasn't on drugs too much. I was in the Bay Area at this time, and I just went, you know, right back to drinking and, and partying. And yeah, like like nothing even happened, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I did did I know you probably think a lot. Okay, he gave himself to the Lord. Yeah. Nah, no, not yet. You know, no, nah, I kept it moving. I'm like I'm straight, you know. Yeah, I get back to it. Now, were you? Um, were you? But you left the game bay and stuff, and at that point from Stanford. and SoCal, yeah. So yeah, that all that you know, what I'm saying all that uh, SoCal. So I moved from SoCal. My mom just, my mom was like, "We got, I got to get these, I got to get my boys, my sons out of here, especially me, because you know, you you could, you just you knew the path I was on. I mean, it was obvious what what was gonna what was gonna happen. I was I was gonna die or go to jail. Like you still 28 or how old are you now? I'm right now. Oh, I, I am this time. this time. Oh, yeah. And um, so I, when I had yeah, 28 years old when they told me I had heart failure, and so oh, something else. So back about four years earlier, I was 24. My cousin, my my twin. You know, we're not like biological twins, but we were so much alike that it was uncanny. Uh, a joke among our family and my cousin was that. One of our mothers was creeping because there's no way you two could be that much alike and not <laughs> mm-hmm. have the same dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we were—I was out in Atlanta chilling with him, and he dropped dead. Oh no! In my arms, he just dropped dead, died like that. It, it happened that fast. His heart just gave out. I was wow. 24, he was 28. Four years later, and then once he died, oh, the devil told the devil told me that's how you're gonna die. Yeah, right at the wow. same age. Yeah, same age. Um, and the devil was like, "That's how you're gonna go." Four years later, I'm in a hospital with heart failure, and I was like, "Yeah, this is it." But but God, God had a different. Um, but God, He this this this, is, this doesn't go the way the devil says it's gonna go. It goes the way God says it's gonna go. 
Amen. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So right now I'm 28 and I'm, I'm told I have, I need a heart transplant a week later. I'm fine. So I just go right back to drinking and, and, and living my life. But th- at this time I was in the Bay. So I wasn't, I was working uh, mm-hmm. full time. I, uh, I had, I had just gotten back into California. So I was in, man, I, was from, I moved around a lot. After mm-hmm. I left California, I think after my sophomore year, because uh, my mom was like, it's this time to go. I, I was, man, you know, I was going to end up in jail. End up in jail anyway. But, I mean, if, if I would have stayed in SoCal, it would have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I'd have got a life sentence or ended up dead. There's just, there, you know, that, that's, that's the path I was on. So I moved to Atlanta, and I, I didn't like the South, but my cousin was out there. My my the person I love the most, mm-hmm. my whole family. He was out there, and he 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 was he helped me. I probably would have killed myself if I wanted to actually, and uh, he's probably the reason why mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's when suicide started coming in, depression, uh, all that came in. Uh, I got a heavy dose of that when I was out in Atlanta. Um, you know, so I, I didn't have any friends. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just didn't like it. I was just I wanted to go back to Cali so bad. I fell into deep depression, uh, really suicidal at this time. Mm. So I go, I stay in Atlanta for about a year. And And at at what point did your cousin pass away within that year? So he didn't pass away within this year. So I was in Atlanta for about a year. Okay. I moved back down. I moved back to Cali, to my dad's house in Oakland. And I I hated it there. I hated that situation. I hated living there because I I wasn't raised by my dad. I said, I was raised by my mom in SoCal. My dad lived in, in, in Oakland, up in the Bay. So I moved, I went, after I left Atlanta, I went down to stay with him. And then um, I was only there for maybe a few months. And then I ended up going back down to Southern California to live with another family down there. Um, <laughs> you know, back down to SoCal, man, it started, started you know, um, to, to go to a school, actually a Christian school, but. It didn't really work out with the family I was I was living with because I was out hanging out, you know, drinking and, mm. and partying and, and, and doing stuff. They were like, man, like, nah, you can't stay here. So I ended up leaving that family, went to go move into another family's home. One of my best friends, I ended up living with him for a while. And then uh, at this time, I'm not going to school. And I'm probably like, so I don't, I don't have a license yet. So I'm probably... 17, you know, kind of just bouncing around from mm-hmm. home to home. My mom is in Atlanta. My dad's up north. And um, so my mom doesn't even know where I'm at at this point. She doesn't know where I live. She probably oh, still wow. thinks I'm in up in Oakland at my, my dad's house. Uh, so I end up staying with another friend of mine, you know, and then um, not going to school or nothing. And then uh, the school I was supposed to be attending ended up calling my dad, like, you know, you're you know, your son don't even come here. You know what I'm saying? So then I had to end up going back up to the Bay, stay up there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I think I moved back to, I went back to, I went back to Atlanta at some point, went down to SoCal again. You know, once I had, I was about 17 or 18, and my brother was down in um, in SoCal. I went back down there to stay with him. You know, now I'm, I'm about 17 now, you know, staying with my older brother and my best friend's older brother. Basically, I'm living with two older brothers. You know, I'm 17. Now I can, I can run wild. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And of course, I ended up, you know, kicking it with the, uh, I'm out there with the homies now. And that's when the, 
you know, I was always drinking really heavily. Then I started getting into the drugs at, around this time, like really getting into, uh, into them, you know, mess around with the meth a little bit and, you know, ended up getting locked up a couple of times. And I just knew, I forgot what even got me out of California. It's been, you know, years have passed and I moved yeah. around so much, but I ended, I ended up back in Atlanta at some point, probably. Um, and I'm not, of course, I'm not, you know, I'm not praying or none of this stuff, but I found, I did the times that I found myself praying were the nights where I thought I was going to die. That's when mm-hmm. I, I, I would pray. Like the nights where mm-hmm. I was like, I think I, I think I did too much drugs. Like my heart would get to beating real fast and I, th- I thought I was going to overdose. Um, I, I'd pray then. You know? mm-hmm. Those were the only times that I, that I would pray is when I thought I was going to die. Man. So, um, and, but that was it. I ended up back in Atlanta, you know, and this is 2002. I'm back in Atlanta, hanging out with my cousin, and then he dies. Okay. And that, boy, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know that level of pain yeah yeah wow bro so how how did you deal with it um i just drank really uh mm. i just drank do, do what i knew how to do drink yeah. uh put push it down uh yeah that's it and then yeah. um you know, i didn't really know what else to do yeah yeah, I know that was tough that, in that moment. And so, okay. Oh, yeah, so uh, I ended up uh, moving out of Atlanta. It just wasn't the same with him not being there. Yeah, that was, that was it. I just kept drinking, kept drinking and just not talking about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I was it. So I end up going to probably North Carolina, I think, next. You know, just, just moving. My best friend stayed in. Uh, I, I made one more trip to SoCal, and then it was, um, that was bad. And I was like, if I, if I don't get out of here, like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up dead out here, man. Like, I know it. Yeah. And my, my best friend was in North Carolina. And uh, he was like, man, you need to come out here, man. You got to get a podcast. Just come out here. Yeah, boom. Got a ticket. I went out to North Carolina. I was in North Carolina for a year, you know, working. And then and then after um, our lease was up, I went to go join the Army um, oh. with my best friend. Yeah, because, you know, our lease was up and I was like, well, I don't really have anywhere to go. Um, I kind of had options. I'm not going to back to Atlanta. So this is 2007 or early 2008. Okay. So I was like, huh. He was like, my best friend was like, oh, let's just join the Army. You know what I'm saying? At least he's up. He ain't got nowhere to go. Let's join the Army. So mm-hmm. bet. We go down, do all the tests and stuff. And um, yeah, I just, long story short, man, uh, they... My best friend, he got in no problem. Me, they were like, yeah, no thanks. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that that didn't work. 
Mm. Uh, I'm like, man, we're, we're at war. I can't even join the army. Like, huh? You know what I'm saying? But anyway, yeah, well, you know, God had di- God, God had different plans. Um, yeah, you joined a different army. You know, uh, yeah. So after mm-hmm. I ended up, yeah, leaving North Carolina, uh, my brother was in the Bay Area. So okay. I called my brother and I was like, hey, man, is it cool if I come through? I kind of ain't got no more options. <laughs> you know yeah, you might. He, wasn't, he wasn't in SoCal. He, he, had, he had left SoCal already. He was in the Bay. He had been in the Bay for about five years. So he was like, bet. So now, 2008, I'm back into the, I'm back in the Bay. Um, you know, not really the drugs. I kinda, I'm not really, you know, using drugs. I get a, I get a full-time job. I had been out of California for a while. I'm working. Um, okay. And, uh that's when, you know, not too long after that, you know, I, I'm diagnosed with heart failure and all that. Okay, so now 2009, I believe, is when um, I meet John. No, 2008. 2006 was probably joining the Army. 2008, I'm back in Cali. Mm-hmm. 19, 11, 12. So 2013, I meet uh, a guy named Jeff at the warehouse we were working in. He invites me to church. Uh, I say, no, I don't even do that. Do a stint in rehab, get out. I end up going to church. Um, okay, so this is 2013 or 2014. Okay. I end up going. I said I would go, I'll go. Uh, I go one time, you know, people are doing their thing, worshiping, whatever, you know. I was like, okay, service is over, I'm out of here. I walk out, I didn't burst into flames. I'm like, bet, I'm never going back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... Did you feel nervous up in there? Or how'd you feel when you was up in there the first time? Yeah, yeah, nervous, man. Because I just don't, I'm not like, uh, just around around a bunch of people. I, I just, you know, I'm more, more of a solitary cat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just being around a bunch of people for me it was never comfortable. But I went and um, uh, so I left, you know, went one time. It was cool. You know, I was like, all right, bet. I'm never going back there again. You know what I'm saying? Um and then I don't know, I don't know what happened. I guess that was the Lord just started, you know, calling me. Um, I ended up going back another time. Same thing. I see people to the, worshiping. To and, the same church. Same church. Same yes. Spot. Same okay, church. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I go back again. You know. All right. Cool. Leave. I go back one more time, and then uh, something. I think around the third time I went, something struck me. Uh, you know, I see, you know, I'm hearing, I'm seeing people speaking tongues and people falling out, crying and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on in here. Like, I really don't. I don't feel nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? What's moving these people to do this? You know what I'm saying? Explain, like, explain this to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and there's an Asian woman next to me speaking in tongues. I'm like, this woman's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in here. Cause I, I, I wasn't raised in church, didn't grow up in church, you know, don't know nothing about it. So I don't know what's happening. So I leave church, I go to the store, you know, get a couple of ice cold beverages, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> I go home and I'm in my apartment just by myself. My TV's not on. And I'm kind of just sitting there, it's dark, and I'm just drinking. And I'm, I had this thought, you know, I said, what if, what if God's really real? These people are really worshiping God, and he just doesn't like me. Man, I don't know why 
that thought, I mean, it just, I just started weeping. I mean, wow. uncon- uncontrollable weeping. Hard. I mean, weeping hard. Like, what if, what if he just doesn't like me? And I just was crying uncontrollably, just weeping. And the only, uh, so I'm sitting on my couch in front of my TV. The TV's not on. The only light that's on is the light underneath my TV from the DVR, the clock on the uh, DVR. Mm. And I'm just sitting there sobbing. And the light, the light from the DVR shines on. And I, I look at it, and the light from the DVR is shining on. And I try to move to get away from it. So I'm like, that, why is that light shining on me? And I move to my left to, to move out the way from it. And hands come out of it. Like, hand, hands come, the light from the DVR turns into hands and they come at me and I just, I mean, I hit the ground harder and faster than I've ever hit the ground in my life. I mean, I hit the ground so fast, so hard. Um, I've never been that scared in my life. I hit wow. the ground and the Holy Spirit fell on me from literally the bottom of my feet all the way up my leg, all the way up to the top of my head. And I was lying by myself, face on the carpet, hands over my head. That moment when I thought God didn't love me, he poured his love into me. And I was on the ground. I was on the ground by myself. And I just kept saying over and over again, don't ever take this from me. Don't ever take this mm. from me. Don't ever take this from me. I felt like, Benny, you just, you just you just had a baby. You know, when your baby cries and you pick the baby up and the baby stops crying. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt. Dang. Just yeah. like that. And I'm not a small dude either. I felt nah. like a baby mm. in a big man's arms. Mm. And I just said over and over again, don't ever take this from me. Don't, I don't ever want this to go away. I don't ever want this to go away. Um, no. I got up off the ground. I don't know how long I was on the ground for. I got up. I wiped my eyes. And I mean, once I hit the ground, I immediately stopped crying. And mm-hmm. I've never felt that loved. I've never felt that secure. I've never felt that safe. I have never felt anything like that. And I know there is not. That didn't come from here there isn't any there's not a person here that can make me feel like that there's not a there's not another human that can make me feel that way Mm. i can't i can only get that from him i can't get that from another person um and i got up and i wiped my eyes and i remember saying you mean to tell me You've been here the whole time. Wow. You've been here the whole time. You've watched this the whole time. And I said, wow, like I'm going to hell. That's when it got, that's when it got real. Like that moment I knew that came from God and I knew I was going to hell. Um, so that's when it got serious. Hmm. And yeah. that's when I, man, 
went back to church and, you know, I've been in his word, going after him ever since. And this was probably 2000, yeah, 2013. Uh, I've been, and I, I have been chasing him wow. ever since. Mm. So you said, Benny, you came in 17? Yeah. Okay. So this was two, th- this was 13. So, um, but then it, it got hard. Let, let me, let me just tell you guys this first, but it got a lot harder after that. Okay. Cause you know, I'm an, I'm an alcoholic, you know, um, don't, don't put any drugs around me cause I'll do those too. Um, and now I know the night in that living room when I was sitting on that couch by myself now, like I knew I was going to go to hell, but I knew I had to change. I'm like, I can't live how I live. Yeah. I can't talk how I talk. I can't, I can't drink. I can't speak to people the way I speak to people. Like I have to change. Like I can't live the way I live mm. and get to him. So that, that, that's when it started, man. The, um, the transformation. Cause now like, I don't want to drink, but I can't stop. You know what I mean? Now it like, it disgusts me that I can go here and worship the Lord. And it, and it seems like every time I open up the Bible now, you know, he's, it talks about drunkenness. He's, he's addressing mm. my drunkenness. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I can't stop. Like yeah. that's, that's a bad feeling. Or mm. when, you, when, when uh, a stronghold has you and you want to stop, but you can't. Mm-hmm. And alcohol um, is not like other um, drugs. You can't you can't go cold turkey on alcohol. It'll, man, you'll, you'll die. You know? Man, it that's so and man so. And I be meeting with Brad, you know, um, the good old Brad Benny. Man, I miss that guy. Um, if having a strong, mature Christian man, it uh, that's probably why I'm still here, man, because without him, I'd have quit. I would have quit. And so I remember about, so now I'm going to church and, and every Sunday I'm reading, right? Like I'm, I'm on the right track, but I'm still getting drunk, you know, regularly. Um, so I don't know how long, man. It was it was, it was over a year, man, maybe two. Um, and I'm still drinking. I'm struggling with this hard. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had just given up. But I, I remember I came home one day and I just, man, I just fell on the ground. Mm. <sighs> and I said, God, you can make it to where I don't drink. Mm. Why won't you do that? Like, I don't understand. You can make it so I don't drink. Yeah, yeah. And like, why won't you do that? Sorry, I can't stop. I'm, I'm not gonna stop. You, but you can make it to where I don't. And probably maybe a year and a half, I was at a barbecue or something, and I went to go grab a grab a drink, grab a brew, mm-hmm. something, and like something stopped me. And okay. And uh, I left that. I left the, the barbecue without drinking. And then um, the next day, I didn't drink. 
And then the next day I didn't drink. Yeah. And the next day I didn't drink. Wow. And I never drank again. Just like that. Like that. Yeah, wow. Praise God, man. Bro, um, that that's crazy. That's Yeah. That's that's it's it's unheard of. Cause you know, we all know that, you know, an alcoholic that once you start drinking like that, your body starts depending on it. So it's yeah. a supernatural thing for for you know your body to be able to sustain without needing that. You know, that's yeah. That's crazy, man. I had gone. I had gone like, you know, once once after I had I first got saved and you know, mm-hmm. I started to fast and stuff. The longest I had ever been able to go was probably thirty days. That's the most I could, I, I could do on my own because I was still able to, you know, work, keep a full-time job. But, yeah. you know, I guess, I guess they call that a functioning alcoholic, I guess is what they call it. But I don't, I don't, I don't really know if what I was doing was functioning, but I just, and then I, that was it. This was 2015 and yeah. I haven't drank since. Um, and then you came in 2017 and man, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a little Sheesh. bit of my backstory. Sheesh, man. And, and man, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there, man. I, I think. <laughs> what, <laughs> I mean, this is great, though. I mean, first of all, thank you for you know just being yeah. so open and vulnerable, man, with all this because it really is, man. There's probably gonna be people listening that who knows, man. If it just touches just one that somebody's going through that. Right, could be going through it right now. You know, this is encouraging them that, you know, there's a guy that actually is there loving you, loving us, despite what we're doing and trying to help us in his timing. And when you just tell me this story about when you were looking at the clock and the the light shined and the the hands came out, when you were sitting there with your tall ones, but it was just like the verse came to mind, the Romans 5 8, where it was like God demonstrates his love for us while we were still sinners, you know? Um, quite how yeah. Christ dying for us, and it's like he's literally showed you love when he didn't even have to, right there. Because yeah, and and how much has he done? I mean, I mean with our stories and Suchin, I mean he's done it countless times. I mean, I'm sure as you look and you're looking back in your life, it's like, dang, God was there for me for this. Dang, he saved my life here. Dang, he saved my life here. Um, yeah. And didn't allow me to go into eternity without knowing him, which is yeah. like amazing. Yeah, man. We we often try to save other people, right? And we often like get mad at ourselves, and we're like, you know, dang, I, I should I should have said more. I should have said this, you know. And and we don't realize that God is supernatural. Like He doesn't need you, and God is the right. one that calls us. God calls us. Yeah. Like we're not the ones. Yeah. Like oh, we made a decision, <laughs> you know. And right. we often. You often don't realize that you know it's it's God who who made the decision to save us, not not us. And and ultimately, how much love is that, right? And you know what I'm saying we're sitting there trying to ruin our lives, and we don't realize it, and we don't even see the signs, and we don't know. And all of a sudden, He extends His hands out to us, man. And it's it's just it's supernatural, yeah. right? It's like you can't explain it. You know what I'm saying? You just you just, you just accept it, and you like, yeah. you just fall with love, like mercy, and like you're like, man, this is, you know, what I'm saying, like, bro, I could hear you, you like, you're crying, like this is like yeah. bringing up some, you know what I mean? 
and I, I get it. I get it, man. That love is just unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can do before him is is weep sometimes. Um, right. Because I, I don't have words. You know, like I said, there there isn't words in our language I can describe how good he is, um, how merciful he is, how loving he is. It's not it's nothing that we can comprehend. Um, but it's true. That that's all. Whoever's listening to this, that's all you need to know. It's true. He's not like he's nothing like the people he loves. Nothing like them. He's not like us. Trust me. Yeah. So you're you said you're um you said five years sober? Um, so that's 2015, 16. Yeah, this is year um yeah, this is year six for me. Wow, amen, bro. I was yeah. yeah. I was on um I think before before you got got there, Benny, I was gonna I was on my way to making preparations to go to Team Challenge in Arizona. Mm-hmm. There's a guy at our church who had I think had come through Team Challenge. You no, know, Brad came through Team Challenge. Uh, so and I was just like, I gotta get out of California. Um, so they're making arrangements for me to go to Team Challenge in Arizona, actually. Mm-hmm. Go through the program out there. Just because I was like, this this ain't gonna work. Um but then, you know, God just he took it from me. You know? Yeah, man. So team challenge, that's a um that's like a mentorship or discipleship program? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a um discipleship program for, you know, addicts, alcoholics, uh yeah. just and you know who actually started that? That program, um, you know, uh, David Wilkerson. Yeah, that preacher. He started Team Challenge. Yes, yeah. he started that. He started Team Challenge. Okay. And it's, it's, you know, Brad went through it. I know, I know, I know a lot of guys from Team Challenge, man. That that's a, that's a good program. Yeah, man. Um, Sounds like it. You know, it's it's helped a lot of people. So yeah, before the Lord freed me, yeah, I was I was gonna do that, man. So now when people now suits when we when we get into the same building and worship the Lord together, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll understand why I get loud. You'll understand mm-hmm. why I can't help but scream. Yeah. Holy. You, you'll, you'll understand why I worship the way I worship. Yeah. I shouldn't be here. Now, I'm, my, my beef with, with church is that, you know, and of course, just starting out going to church. I, I wasn't raised in church. I didn't go to church, mm-hmm. so I didn't know. You know, so it seems like the program is, you know, we're going to go ahead and we'll worship for, you know, 30, 45 minutes, you know, talk about the tithe, um, then do a message, and then, all right, we're done for the evening. And so what I don't understand is, I still don't, but, um, and I would ask Brad all the time, you know, all the questions I had, of course, as a new believer, I had a ton of questions, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. so what, I'm like, I hear people say the only part of church that's for God is the worship. Whoa. And I can't understand why that's not the longest part. If that part, the worship is for God and the rest is for us, then the worship should be the longest part. If that's the only part that's for him and the rest is for us, we should be worshiping him longer. Yeah. Than anything. Or not even just, just on Sunday, but every day, every day. Yeah, man. Yeah. That right there, you know, I think 
we touched on in a previous episode about just like the state of the um and we this could be a different you know off topic different episode we had to touch on it another one but like the state of the church <laughs> um, it's real and though just, yeah. and just yeah, yeah. And just how I feel like in this season these last days guys calling for the church to move a little differently and we can see that yeah. with how I be- man I believe everything that. so I believe that look there's living creatures around the Lord saying holy holy mm. holy for eternity look and they're still not tired of it and they never will be you mean to tell me all we got is 45 minutes there's living beings around him that don't stop worshiping and it never gets old Mm. yeah when you because of covid and the pandemic when you listen to um worship or you listen to you know stuff online you're not into it right like like congregating, you know, like worshiping in person with everyone else, right? And so yeah. what ends up happening, and I know this to be true for me, at least, you know, you just you just lie in bed or you lie on the couch and you're just like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Or, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. You know, man, and, and we don't realize what's actually going on, you know, and, and, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, you know, because... You know, I gotta check my own heart, right, and spirit, and yeah. and and be like, you know, this is this is what brings us through the storm, and we don't realize that. Yeah. Mm. Praise and worship, you know, man. Mm. Yeah, man. Holy, holy, yeah, man. Wow. So, I mean, that you know, the story, your heart, all these different things that um that you brought to the table here. I mean, it just goes to show like that the God of the universe, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, we're talking the, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we're talking Yahweh, we're talking Jesus Christ. Like he's just, he's real in, in so, many lives, so many people's lives. They have these stories that just, they're yeah. just impossibilities that just show up in people's real everyday folks' lives. Man, like We just hope that this, encourages you you know the listeners out there you know if you don't know who jesus are you you're unsure or like you know you've you've been there and you've haven't really seen anything in your life change and it maybe maybe it's a time to like you know go again try again or 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 for the first time just you know like mine was be in your room by yourself you know I, i would say with me my personal testimony the time i broke down i was by myself you know, in the in yeah. the nighttime, you know, you don't have to be around anybody. Like usually, God says he he wants you to go into secret. Um, that's mm-hmm. where you go pray. You know, go go be by yourself and and ask him if he's real. You know, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. If you you think you've tried everything, try him. Yeah. Just just try Jesus. There's there's no one yeah. like him. There's no one like him. There's no one like him. Yeah, it's a, it's a supernatural love, and I think that those who don't know him don't know that. And I, I I want, just like Mike is saying, man, like he is actually real, and he loves us more than we can even understand or fathom. Right, right, right. Wow. I just want to see him. I want to see him get the glory he's due on earth. Yeah, right. Yeah. While I'm still here, 
Like I, I I'm not satisfied with with the glory he receives here. I want I want people to see him. I want people to see him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Glory be to God, man, for sure. Yes, sir. Well, man, wow. Well, we appreciate you, Mike, um, coming on here, um, giving us a a download of, you know, your life and all this God has done for you. And, um, you know, we, we, we hope to, you know, we could hope to chop it up again for sure. Oh, definitely. Cause I know that there's a lot of other stories. Yeah, man. I, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. Like we need you back on for another episode, man. Um, keep praising God, bro. Yeah. Like, keep encouraging people, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And I'll be, um, yeah, I'll get, I'll definitely get back on with you guys. And I'm going to, uh, you know, keep asking Benny for updates, man. I can't wait to find out whether you're having a boy or a girl. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's oh, yeah. So I, yo, I just can't wait. Yo, yo, I'm going to let, I'm definitely, definitely, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that, man. Yeah, um, man. yeah, that, that's, 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 that's going to be some real good news coming. First, yeah, guy. man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is good, man. Yeah. Well, um, you know, for the listeners, we appreciate you all. Uh, we, uh, again, you can visit us on goodnews.is. Uh, we, episodes up there, we're streaming on all the platforms. Um, and, you know, we just appreciate your time. Uh, continue to just hit us up, give us feedback on different uh, ideas you all might have, prayer requests, what have you. Yeah, let us know what y'all think, man, and uh, we appreciate y'all listening for real. For real, for real. And, you know, we just exit with a prayer. You know, yeah, we should just exit oh, with for sure. Well, you, Mike, you want to pray us out, brother? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, God. Uh, you, there's a reason why all the glory and all the honor and all the praise goes to you because there is yeah. no one like you. There is no one else worthy of all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. If you get all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, there's no room for anybody else to get it. And that's the way it should be. I thank you for Benny and Such. I thank you for, for this program. I thank you for just showing up and being God. Thank you for thank you for a love that we can't understand. Thank you for mercy that's undeserving. Thank you for grace. Thank you for not giving up yeah. on me. I just thank you. All I can say is thank you and I praise you. Bless Benny and Such in this program and enlarge it. Increase the ears who hear it. Continue to bless them in their marriages and their families. I pray you would enlarge Such's family. In the sweet yes, name Lord. of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks, Mike. You got it. Appreciate that, brother. All right, y'all. Well, I appreciate y'all. Much love, all right? Yep. All right, y'all. I'll be in touch, man. God bless you guys. Hey, good talking to you, brother. Right on. <laughs>